Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. Welcome back, you guys. My guest today is another one of our real estate agents in our coaching program. With me today, I have Kevin Wynn. Kevin, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me, Brandon. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to tell people uh, your journey into this crazy business of real estate sales, what uh, some of your early struggles, what you're working on today, where you're finding some wins. So tell everybody, what market are you in and, and how long have you actually been in the business now? So I am in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina market. I've only been doing real estate now for, actually yesterday was eight months. Nice. Congrats, man. And tell us what, what got you, what, what led you to get into real estate in the first place? So last year, as you know, we went into uh, COVID lockdown and I was out of work, had nothing to do, was collecting unemployment and... I decided to take the $600 I was getting and invest it into real estate school. So I did real estate class during, you know, the pandemic lockdown. And that's, I mean, really that's what it was is I, I had nothing to do. Saw all my friends doing deals and out and about showing houses and actually going under contract. And I was like, wow, that, that's awesome. You guys are finding work during the craziest time in like right now in history. So that's what made me get into it. So, so you had friends in the business. Yeah, I had friends in the business. Got it. So, so you're you're unemployed. You get laid off, or, or or whatever happens to your old old. Well, what were you doing before? Let me ask you that. Other than working out. Yeah, other than working out. So, believe it or not, I did nails before okay. getting into real estate. Interesting. So you were. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. That's so funny. I, I did not know that, but. A lot of those people skills, I would imagine, have translated into what you do in real estate. Is that right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I had no idea. So, so you, you got your friend. So you get laid off. You see your friends uh, in the business making things happen, succeeding. You're in a great real estate market. I've already told you how jealous I am. You get to sell real estate in Myrtle Beach. It's a great transient market where there's a lot of transactions. But uh, so let me ask you, what did you think? This is really important. What did you think real estate was all about? And what did you quickly learn it was actually about? So I'm not going to lie. I thought real estate was you had an office. People walk into your office and they're like, hey, I want to buy this house. Yep. I quickly found out that is literally not what happens. Yeah. You got to make calls. I mean, you got to call people and ask for business. You got to go looking for business. So would you would you agree now that you've been in it eight months, when I tell people that real estate is a direct outbound sales business, do you agree with that? Or do you think there's still a world where an agent can sit around and wait for business and they're going to win? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, the only agents that I know that would actually do well with the other approach is if you already have a huge influence of people ready to buy with you right now. But other than that, I mean, I, you know, you got to call, you got to, you got to make phone calls. You got to reach out to people. I mean, yeah. it's a contact sport. You got to play offense. And the problem, the problem is uh, 
new people are getting licensed all the time in this industry. And Kevin, we have people screaming from the mountaintops talking about, dude, you don't need to call. You don't need to play offense. You could just post some stuff on social media and people are going to start calling you to buy and sell homes. Do you think there's any truth to that at all? Or do you have to prospect? Do you have to play offense? You have, you have to prospect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and so it's funny, right? So had a lot of people known that that's what they were getting into, you know, you could argue maybe they wouldn't get into this business in the first place, but I just think that the industry, Kevin, has to do a better job of setting good expectations because let's now talk about when you first got in the business, you know, did you feel lost? Did you feel alone? Like, what were you doing to make money? So I had to pick up a few side hustles uh, in the beginning of all of this, you know, just because I didn't have people ready to buy right now. And I was basically just sitting around doing nothing. And that's really why I hired you as the, as my coach. Yeah. Well, let's, so, so that's, so, so you get into the business, right? Because this is the part that I'm really interested about that Kevin, all the new realtors are having a problem with. It's the most uncertain. It's the scariest time because here's what happens. There's four levels of learning. You know them. We talk about them in our, in our coaching program all the time. But when people get into level one in their journey, which is them just not knowing what they don't know, right? So yeah. this is what we call being unconsciously incompetent. They're just excited to be a real estate agent. I just passed my license. I'm so excited. Uh, and then reality sits in, right? They have their license and they're sitting around. You know, what were you thinking at that time? And and really, I guess, what were your thoughts at that moment in time? Do you remember? That I was when I was just sitting around? Yeah. You're like, what am I going to do to get business? I, like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. No. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, honestly, that's exactly what I was doing. I was sitting around I was trying to make social media posts. I mean, I have a huge following on Instagram, but yeah. it's, you know, it's not people that live in Myrtle Beach or wanting to buy in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't know who to call. I didn't even know what to say on a phone call. Um, I was given leads from my brokerage and I had no idea what to say on my very first phone call. I had the biggest phone phobia when I first started, like my very first month, I would never pick up that phone call. I would make excuses not to make phone calls. And now let's transition. How long have you and I been working together now? Uh, this will be going into four months. All right. So now you, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you still have a problem making phone calls? No. All right. How? So, so here's the other key. So when people finally accept the fact that they have to pick up the phone, they have to make phone calls, they are, they are overwhelmed with fear. So how were you, because you just said you went through the same thing just four months ago, you wouldn't even pick up the phone. Now you have no problem. Walk us through that transition and how you were able to overcome that fear. So I, I mean, I have this picture of my daughter. So in in the group, you know, you do a really good job of telling us, make a vision board. Um, I made a vision board. I knew exactly what I wanted in my life. I knew exactly what I wanted for my business. And every day I would look at it and I'm like, this is the reason why I, if I don't pick up the phone call, if I don't make those phone calls, somebody else is making those phone calls. Somebody else is going to get paid and I'm not going to get paid. Yeah. So 
it was really great to have a script and see you actually doing it and then being part of a group and having role-playing partners and just really like practicing really it's like repetition right like so role-playing really helped the i think that was like the biggest turning point in making these calls was role-playing and that's what helped me get over the phone phobia and then learning what to say or you know practicing what to say with objections and how to handle it and what's the best way to go around those objections and I mean, that's now when I get them, it's just like, it, it doesn't even, I don't even have to think about it. It just kind of just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I love it. So it's so funny. And I agree with you hundred percent. It's like so many real estate agents here that like they have to practice, they have to role play goes in one ear, right out the other ear. They put no value into that whatsoever, but it's a lot like working out. You are in probably the top 1% of 1% when it comes to your fitness, right? And, and, and I mean that, and I mean that you guys can go check out Kevin. You can go see, you can go check him out. The point is if you were, if you were going to work out for the first time, it's overwhelming. Like you don't know the form, you don't know what workouts to do. And so what you're saying is being part of a community where there are other people showing you what workouts to do, how to do the proper form, practicing repetition, role-playing that gave you the confidence then to go into the real world and actually make the real phone calls. Is that right? That's right. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. So now let's kind of talk through what your days look like today. I want to walk through your schedule. I want to walk through your lead generation strategy, who you're calling. Can you kind of just walk us through first your schedule? And I believe the schedule starts the night before. The night before? Yeah. So walk us through like so, so when you're preparing, when you're thinking about, okay, what do I got to do tomorrow morning to win for my daughter? Walk us through what you do in the night and then what your mornings look like and then into the afternoons. So after 8 p.m., phone's off. Beautiful. That's my time with my daughter. I don't, I won't pick up a phone call unless it's a, like one of the listings that I have or, you know, clients over there on the West Coast. Yeah. Because um, they're three hours behind us go to bed. I typically go to bed around like midnight. I, I have a really bad time of just going to bed early and I, I need to get better with that. Uh, wake up. It's normally 6.45 a.m. My daughter needs to be at school by 7.30 or at camp by 7.30. I immediately go straight to the gym. Uh, I don't eat breakfast. I don't drink coffee. I don't, you know, I have some water, but I go straight to the gym. I work out anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes and I'm back in the office by 9 a.m. By the time I get home, I take a cold shower. Now, I've been doing cold showers for I, four years now. Awesome. Four years I've been doing cold showers. From 9 till 11, I make calls straight. I'll, sometimes it'll depend on how good or bad the calls go. I'll take maybe like a 15-minute mental break, but 9 to 11, my phone is on do not disturb. So if some, anybody calls me, it'll go straight to voicemail. From 11 to 12 is whenever I'm kind of cleaning up all the calls that I just made and tracking everything. And then 12 to one, it's lunch. One till three, it's cleaning up all the prospects that I called earlier. And then three to six, it's previews or appointments or showings. And then six, is whenever I go pick up my daughter and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of make a little bit, a few phone calls. If, you know, I have this alert on my email, if there's a new Zillow 
FISBO listing, it alerts me. So they normally post here in Myrtle around three to five. And so I'll call them once. I'll touch them once around six, whenever my daughter's at home, chilling out. But then after that, it's same, same routine. Super smart. I love it. So how important I want to, so, so thank you for that. I mean, that, that is, that is a great schedule. That's going to set you up to be a top listing agent in Myrtle beach. How important would you say having a schedule is in that routine every single day? It's very important. I mean, you have, it's like boundaries, you know, you got to set boundaries and you got a time block. If you don't do that, it, I mean, you're going to start allowing outside things to get in your way. That's right. So, so let's start with the morning, right? So it's, it's very uh, interesting that people that perform well in life or in business or in sales um, start their morning off with a workout, with sweating. Walk people through how important that is for you to start your day off that way and maybe what it feels like when you don't. So, I mean, I've, I've never not worked out in the mornings. I mean, I take Saturdays and Sundays off from the gym, but I, my biggest idol is obviously like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Yeah. And, and I, I watch his YouTube videos and he preaches about training at 4am and I'm like, dude, I wish I could get up at 4am, but I, I just, I physically can't because I have a kid that, you know, I'm a, a basically at home with my daughter and I can't leave her while she's sleeping. Absolutely. So, um, Working out in the morning helps me just because it gets my blood flowing. And I feel like I've already accomplished the hardest part of the day. And that's a lot for a lot of people, not for me, but for a lot of people, working out, just going to the gym is like the hardest thing. It's like pulling teeth from people. And I mean, if you can get that out of the way, your whole day just feels productive and you're already running off the endorphins of the brain. So that means- You nailed that. Yeah. You, you nailed it. I mean, all, I mean, you just gave me goosebumps. I mean, that's the thing. Brian Tracy talks about it in, in, a, in his book, which is great called eat that frog. When you do the hardest things in the day first, you feel like un, in, invincible. You just, you could say to yourself, listen, I just did more before lunchtime than most of my competitors will do all month long. And working out for you has become part of your identity. What you just said was what I was hoping you were going to say. We didn't plan this out, but you just said, I don't ever not work out. And now you're putting that into your real estate business where you're going to, you now are behaving where I don't never not prospect two hours a day. It's going to become who I am because your bank account is going to match what you look like physically because you, you, the way you look today, simply as a manifestation of four, five, six years of consistency in the gym, prospecting and sales is no different than health and fitness. Would you agree? I agree 100%. Nothing happens overnight. That's right. And, and when you first start off, right? When someone starts to first start working out, they're in tons of pain. Just like a new agent, when they start making calls, they're in tons of pain. They don't get any results. Just like the new person that's working out, they say, Kevin, this crap doesn't work. I don't see any muscles. I don't look like you. I'm not dropping any weight. Well, it's the power of 90 days. Just like working out in real estate prospecting, it takes about 90 days for that momentum to really start kicking in. Is that what you've experienced as well? Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I didn't have my first closing until my fifth month. That's right. 
it was rough. Yeah, it's rough. And that's why I tell people it takes a good four to six months to really get that ball moving. Now, let's who who are you calling in the morning for two hours? So the first thing I call are all the new Fizbos. Um, I have not touched expired. I try to. They're just, I mean, today, for an example, we've had five expireds. They've been getting nailed, you know, and it's just highly competitive. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, by the time I call him and a million other agents have called him, um, I, I still have not done the absentee owner, which I know you're probably going to kill me, but <laughs> I need to get on that with the, the two companies that you told me to call, which I'll do that right after this interview. But I, I've only been calling Fizbo's and I've been doing circle prospecting for all my listings. I, whenever I list it, I'll do a just listed. When it goes under contract, I do under contract and then I do just solds. Perfect. Now, how many contacts, uh, and please, if you get these absentee owners, it's going to change the game. I can put you on a text or an email with the owner if you need me to, just to get that ball rolling if it's easier and get them on that. But but I that, that is going to absolutely, Kevin, when we add that pillar of business into your lead generation every day, you're, you're going to fall in love with it. So, but two hours, you said you're calling every morning, right? Nine to 11? Nine to 11. How many people do you typically talk to in that in that time frame? I've, I've actually gotten really great contact with the Fizbos. Uh, with the circle prospecting, I'll get lucky if I get like three, okay. three contacts per day. Fizbos, I like for an example today, I, I was six for six. That's great. Yeah. So in in that two hours, do you have a goal? Do you have a contact goal every day? I want to try to talk to at least eight to ten. Got it. Okay. So your contact rate actually is 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 fairly low right now. So we got to yeah. look into that too, because you're probably you're doing a, it looks like five six contacts per hour. We want that to be eight nine or ten. So keep that in the in the back of your mind as you keep building your business. Yeah. Um, and so if you have eight ten twelve good conversations in that two hour block, what does that typically yield you in in terms of appointments set? I, I mean, I always go for the preview appointments um, and I, I, I Fizbo 1.0 script still works perfect for me. I haven't tried the new, the new script yet. I just have a really hard time getting it out. And sure. whenever they respond back, they're like, what did you say? And I'm like, all right, maybe I'm just saying it wrong, but sure. Fizbo 1.0 script works well right now. What's working for me is just setting the face-to-face preview. Beautiful. Now let's talk people through this because this is a great strategy. I mean, again, there's, I was on that strategy for a long time before I even switched. We still have people in our coaching program that are listing 30, 40 FISBOs a year that on that strategy. So let's kind of go down that path together. So like this morning, as an example, you went six new FISBOs, six new contacts, got them all on the phone. How, what was, what did you get out of it? What were, what were the leads generated and the appointments set? So four preview appointments, uh, two of them tomorrow, two of them on Thursday. The other two, I tried, you know, they obviously said they weren't willing to work with an agent or they either said one said they weren't work, willing to work with an agent. The other said that the buyer had to pick, had to pay the commission. And I sure. still tried to go for the, the preview appointment. And then they were like, you know, no, we don't have the time. And I was like, okay, well, for whatever reason, in 30 days at that point, would you consider talking to an agent to discuss other options if it made sense? I'm like, yeah, you know, didn't get the email, but yeah, no, two preview appointments tomorrow and Thursday. And 
I, I mean, it was today. The conversations went really well. I just got to get there and actually build rapport with them. Yeah. So, so you're where you're at right now is you're 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 getting into like this momentum phase, right? You're prospecting every day. It, you're becoming better on the phone. Your skills are increasing on the phone. It's it's becoming probably, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. It's probably becoming pretty easy to set preview appointments. Then you're 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 really transitioning into becoming great at the appointment, right? So four out of six conversations turned into a face-to-face appointment with you as a new agent with a real homeowner that's selling their property. This is why direct prospecting works so well. I don't care if you're buying internet leads or Zillow leads, whatever else you're doing. I mean, I don't know how long that took you to have those six conversations, call it an hour, hour and a half. But in an hour and a half from now, I don't know, Kevin, of any marketing, any social media, any advertising that can put you into four houses in the next 60 to 90 minutes. Do you? No. I don't either. So that's why this is so powerful. Now, let's talk about what your goal is and how these uh, these face-to-face appointments typically go. Like, What is your focus? How do they typically go? What is your goal when you're there? What can you share with the audience? My goal whenever I get there is just to find their motivation as to why they're selling. What are they, where are they going to go once they sell? Well, I mean, really, it's just finding their why. Yeah. You know? And then once I do that, I go through... The first thing I do is I go to the house, do the agent preview, walk around, take notes. And then afterwards, when we're done, I'll show them their Zillow ad. So one thing that I like to do is I'll I'll pull up their Zillow ad on my phone and I'll say, you know, have you guys ever taken a look at your Zillow ad? And they'll say, yeah, we, you know, obviously we made it. And I'm like, okay, great. Do you want to know why you're getting a ton of calls from realtors? And they're like, why? And so I'll always hit, like, I always say, let's pretend you are the consumer and you're interested in purchasing your home. Um, what is the first thing that you're going to do if you wanted to talk to somebody to, you know, get more information on this home? You're going to hit what button? And they always say that big call agent button. That's right. And, like, and then I'll say, okay, is this your phone number? And they're like, no, whose number is that? And then I go through the spiel and then I'm like, okay, well, this is why you're getting a ton of calls from realtors. And then I'll go through their CMA and then I go through our value proposition, which is the for sale by owner backup plan. And then beautiful. I leave it at so, that. Man, plant the seed. So, 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 and, and it's easy for you to get through, but agents that don't know that process, they're probably like, wow, like you can get through all that. Like what percentage of the time in your, in your previews are you able, uh, and maybe you don't have the exact numbers, Kevin, but like what percentage of the time can you actually present the CMA, actually go through the value proposition, would you say on average? I've been able to do it almost every single time. Amazing. Amazing. So you're transitioning from one step to the next step. And the goal there is to uh, essentially position yourself as the backup plan. If the for sale by owner has any trouble selling on their own, we're trying to position you, Kevin, as the obvious choice to get the listing. Is that right? Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Now you have a nice appointment. You get through all that information. You leave the appointment. Talk to the audience about how important follow-up is. Oh, you got to follow up forever. Yeah. Yeah. Follow I mean, up forever. So is that where you're finding most of your, your listing opportunities uh, are, are coming is out of follow-up versus just that first meeting? 
I've never got I've never gotten a listing on the first meeting. Um, I've literally all the listings that I've had so far have been because of following up, following right. the plan that you you provided for us. Can you walk us through that plan high level? Like what you do, what are you doing to follow up with these folks after you have a nice face-to-face meeting? Okay, so tomorrow I have the preview appointment. Uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. So Thursday, you know, you've you've told us to send pizzas to our to our for sale by owners. Yep. So I may consider doing that, but I always write a thank you card the day before I go meet them. So today I'll write a thank you card for, Hey, thank you for letting me come through your home. Um, I'll send that today and it'll, they'll have it by Friday. That's right. Um, Friday I'll do the text. You know, I, I don't work Saturdays and Sundays. I'm with my family Monday, Monday, follow up calls to see how the weekend went. Tuesday, it's typically like getting ready for an email. And then Wednesday, the video email. Beautiful, man. That's phenomenal. And then, so um, when, with all the listings you've gotten so far through doing this, how does that actually happen through the follow-up? Are they mostly come list me's like, because you've been following up, you stay top of mind, you're providing value, or have you been able to, or have you had to like really work that to set the listing appointment, go there and sell hard or, and I'm just curious, cause there's no right answer. I'm curious how it's worked for you. I, the, honestly, the thank you cards have yeah. been crushing it for me. Um, they've called me as soon as they get the thank you cards, they're like, Hey, Kevin, they call me. That's right. Hey, Kevin, got your thank you card. Thank you so much. You know, and we also have your for sale by owner backup plan. We've reviewed it. Um, We'd love to have you come over again one day and talk to us about go over your plan and, you know, show us how much we're going to net. And that's I mean, that is basically the listing appointment. That's right. That's I mean, that's how it is. Phenomenal. Good for you. I mean, how, how does that make you feel that in just you know, about a hundred days or so you've been able to learn this new skill. Like how does it make you feel? And then what are your goals moving forward for the rest of this year? And then the full 2022 year, what do you think you can do in this business? So my goal was to obviously make a hundred thousand. I don't think I'm going to get close to that right now. I mean, we still have what, six months left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I actually might make a hundred thousand. Okay, in, so, you may I mean, make a hundred. You're going to make a hundred thousand in half the year. How much were you making full time painting nails? I was so my 2019 taxes were only sixteen thousand dollars. So you're going to make a hundred thousand in the next. Well, are you pacing? Do you think you're pacing for a hundred thousand in the second half of the year? I'm looking at the numbers and I think I might, if I can close, I have five under contract right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm on pace to make, I mean, I'm on pace to make a hundred thousand. That's right. You didn't look at that, it's did you? Until no. just now. You, that just hit you, didn't it? That's crazy. Yeah, man. So you put five deals together and when, and how long, and what's the time frame that you were able to do that? Really, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't close on the first deal until March. I took that first commission check. Okay. Hired you as a coach. Okay. And after that, it was literally a snowball effect. It was like one after the other. And then it would, and then I just somehow got four listings 
after joining the program. It was, it was, I mean, it was insane, but I've been working with buyers too. Cause that's what yeah. I was doing at the beginning of my business. Absolutely. Now they're all turning over. Now they're all turning over and I, I'm still getting the, I'm still working on listings. That's what I really want to transition into is yeah. just being a listing agent. But I do enjoy working with buyers because I, I mean, I'm still learning the business. Yeah. I'm still learning how to do a transaction, you know? And I, I actually enjoy driving around Myrtle beach and showing. Absolutely. Well, well, that's a key thing. You know, I know you hear me talk so much about being a listing agent. I mean, the reality is you're going to work with buyers for, for a long time before you ever fully leverage out. I mean, it took me probably 14 years to leverage out, right? So, but the key thing is, as you continue to focus on listings, you're going to generate the best buyers. Your sellers who have to buy in Myrtle Beach will be the best clients you'll ever have. And so, so let me just think about this. Let me put this in context. So through April, we're making this what? July 13th. So April, May, June, three months, you've been able to put those five deals under contract roughly about, about 90 to hundred days. Is that right? Yeah. Dude, that's phenomenal. I mean, I'm so happy for you, Kevin. I mean, it's just going to be so cool because I know how consistent you can become because now you're starting to get the results. And it was just like working out, right? Now that you've got such good momentum, have you started thinking about 2022 and, and, and your pipeline that's going to fully mature? You're going to start getting referrals. You're going to get better skills. I mean, have you started thinking about your goals for next year or not yet? I haven't. I mean, I haven't thought that far ahead. My, I mean, my goal right now is just to finish out the year as the first year real estate agent and really get 24 closed families. Love it. Uh, right now we're at 13 and then we have 300 contracts. So we'll be at six. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Six, 16 closed, you know, in, in like a short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, that's so good, man. So what, let's, 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 I want to end with you giving some advice to the agents that are going to watch this. The new agents, the experienced agents that are like, wow, dude, you're a brand new agent. You've gotten 16 deals done in like four or five months when I've never done 16 deals in one whole year. What advice would you give to those folks that are maybe watching this interview um, and sitting there that want to win, you know, but they're just filled with fear and, and, and overwhelm? What advice would you give to these folks? My number one advice, I, I wish I had the money to have done it sooner, with, would have been get a real estate coach, whether it be Brandon or just anybody who can help you through the process as you're starting off. Have a really great mentor. Um, if your brokerage gives you one, awesome. That may not cost you anything. But get, a, get, a, get somebody to help you with everything, the whole process of being a real estate agent. Number two, Hire a transaction coordinator. <laughs> that is literally the the best investment I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Number three, I would say is time block. Really set a schedule and stick to it at Monday through Friday. If you're only going to work X amount of days, stick to that schedule and do not let anything get in your way. Don't, don't come up with an excuse to stay away from your schedule. You literally have to do that exact thing make make it a habit um and really it's, it's consistency it's going it's failing really it's it's that's right going in there and just getting all the no's we uh you know part of our group dan and matt and i had a contest we had a go for no contest love it i mean knows we could get in a day and that's one thing is like 
you really just you, you, don't be afraid of rejection. Everybody's going to get rejected. But what makes you better is learning from rejections and then actually getting that one yes. All you need is that one yes. That's right. And what I always tell people is like your income is simply a direct reflection of how much rejection you get daily. That's it. It's yep. just like building muscle. You'll appreciate this. How much uh, uh, tension and how much you can tear down the muscle will result in how big in your muscles will get. Would you agree with that? Like you're, you know, a lot more about that space than I do, but would you th say that that's the same parallel, the same correlation? Yeah, no, you, I mean, in order for your muscles to grow, you have to train it until failure. That's right. And so. this in sales is the same thing. It's like in order to make a lot of money, that's the muscle, right? You have to put it through immense amount of stress and pain and failure. And then on the other side of that, right? Just like the muscle grows, your income grows. And so it's great advice, man. I, I really appreciate, uh, appreciate you doing this. Uh, again, I think this provides people so much inspiration and motivation to see people like you, Kevin, that are brand new to the business. I mean, you're just getting started and look at all the results you have in just a short amount of time. You should be very, very proud. I know your daughter is, dude, and I can't wait to be by your side uh, as you continue to grow this business. So thank you so much for doing this with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see, watch this video next year and yeah. see where I'm at in my business then. It's going to be fun. And we'll do this again a year from now, Kevin. You and I will do another round two and see where you're at and see how far you've come. It'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. So I appreciate you, man. Uh, we will see you soon, I'm sure, on a coaching call. But I really, really want to thank you for doing this today. Thanks for having me, Brandon. See you soon. Talk soon. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.